More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get ready for Smart Money Happy Hour. Pull up a chair. It's the happy hour you wish your friends were having. Mix two money experts with some hot takes and a splash of nostalgia, and you get me, George Camel. And me, Rachel Cruz, talking unfiltered about what's going on in the world, pop culture, and how to afford a life you love. We're talking money, celebrity budgets, and my budget for my two French Bulldogs. It's a lot. (laughs) You'll hear it all on Smart Money Happy Hour. Listen on the iHeart app or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Let's just call it what it is, religion shaming. That is exactly what we've been witnessing by Democrats who are supposed to be asking questions of Judge Amy Coney Barrett. What they have done is they have decided to give her questions and shame her on her religion because she believes in someone more than herself, a higher being. We're talking about believing in God. We're talking about being uh, a Catholic. They have been attacking her throughout day two of the confirmation hearing for being Catholic, saying that she cannot be trusted, that she's crazy, that she uh, clearly is a radical fanatic, that she believes too much in faith and religion, the same faith and religion that Joe Biden, by the way, also says he believes in. And, And I want you to remember the next time you hear somebody pull the sexism card, you remember when they were saying that the other night the vice president was, quote, mansplaining to Kamala Harris, and, you know, I'm speaking, her famous famous line, right? I'm speaking, I'm speaking, I'm speaking, okay? I'm speaking. And they talked about, well, he was just mansplaining things to her, and he was talking down to a woman. Well, uh, yeah, if you want to know what real mansplaining looks like, uh, look no further than what we've been witnessing day two, the confirmation hearings. Religion-splaining. Let's talk about bigotry. You want to talk about bigotry? The Democrats are very clearly bigoted towards anyone that has faith, Catholic faith, Christian faith. They don't care. They don't like you. They don't trust it. They think you're crazy. Sexism. You want to talk about sexism today? We've seen sexism today. You know, religion splaining and mansplaining to, to Judge Amy Coney Barrett about how she's stupid, how she's incompetent, how she doesn't know what she's talking about, how she's crazy, how her religion is crazy how her being a mother is crazy how her, how the fact that she doesn't think that people should be able to have an abortion they're putting words in their mouths of course uh if you have uh if, if you're raped because of her church this is religion nothing but bigotry and hatred towards her religion because she is a woman of faith remember this come election day folks remember every single moment of this come election day 
Remember all of it come Election Day because this is what we are witnessing. This is what we are up against. This is what the left has become. They despise religion. They despise people that believe in religion. And they despise people that believe that there is a God. Don't ever lecture me again from the left, you feminists out there, about what I'm supposed to be telling, you know, how I'm supposed to talk to you after witnessing the way that you have attacked Judge Barrett. Don't don't ever tell me that you believe that women's voices should be heard because you do not want the voice of Judge Barrett to be heard. When next time that the left says women's voices should be heard and respected, then stop interrupting Judge Barrett and let her explain what she believes in without trying to put words in her mouth, without lying about what she says and what she doesn't say. Stop lying about what she believes in, what she doesn't believe in. I'm sorry, folks, but you want to look at you. You want to you want to know what evil genuinely looks like. You look at day two of these confirmation hearings and you'll see evil. You want to see what pure hatred and disdain for religion looks like. You're you can see it in day two. You want to you want to you want to look what mansplaining looks like. Day two. It's got it, folks. It's all in there. You want to look what condescending remarks look like and hatred for people of faith look like? Day two had it all. Let's take a look at the facts of Judge Barrett. Many times they didn't even ask questions of Judge Barrett. What they did is they chastised her. Multiple Democratic senators so far today have done nothing but chastise Judge Barrett and chastise her because of her beliefs without allowing her to even answer a question or even ask her a question because it's about slandering a woman in power. So, again, the next time the left tells me that they care about women's rights and they care about women's right to speak and they care about equality and and equal pay and all this crap, screw you. No, you don't. Because if you did, you'd actually ask a question of Judge Barrett. You wouldn't preach to her from your godless pulpit because she believes in a God. Judge Barrett has not and will not make any pre-commitments to the left, which have been demanding these commitments today. She said, quote, I have an agenda to stick to the rule of law and decide cases as they come. Judge Barrett today, over and over again, the left was trying to force her into submission about how she would rule on the uh, Affordable Care Act, how she would rule on abortion, how she would rule on Roe v. Wade. The list goes on and on and on. And you know what she said? She said, quote, I cannot pre-commit or say yes. I'm going in with some agenda because I'm not. I don't have any agenda. I have no agenda to try and overrule Casey. I have an agenda to stick to the rule of law and decide cases as they come. Again, the way the left do today, they try to destroy her and slander her and force her into giving pre-commitments on the law, which is not the job of women or men on the Supreme Court. By the way, Republicans never treated Sotomayor, Elena Kagan, this way. They never tried to force them into re, uh, pre-commitments on how they would rule on certain cases. They never slandered them about their lifestyles. They never attacked them about their religions. They never interrupted them to, 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 to basically not allow the person to speak. They never gave four and five and six-minute statements without ever asking a question. You want to know why? Because there was some decorum. But now with this new radical socialist left, 
They only respect you if you bow down to what they tell you you can or cannot believe in or you can or cannot say. Judge Barrett today said, quote, the answer is no. And I submit a questionnaire to this committee in which I said no. No one ever talked about my any case with me, referring to the Trump administration. No one on the executive branch side of it. And that's one reason. One reason you asked that question, I think, as a committee is that you don't. You want to know that no nominee has made any pre-commitments. And so just as I didn't make any pre-commitments and was not asked to make any commitments on the executive branch side, I can't make any pre-commitments to this body either. It would be inconsistent with judicial independence. Liberals didn't like that today because that's not what they wanted to hear. They wanted to they wanted to force a woman into submission, a woman they do not respect, a woman that they are absolutely sexist towards, a woman that the left wants to destroy because she understands the rule of law, a woman that understands what her job is. She was also forced today to talk about George Floyd, which, by the way, I don't understand how George Floyd has anything to do with the Supreme Court nomination. It does, however, have to do with the Democrats pushing their campaign agenda on the American people. They went there today. Black Lives Matter Antifa, because this is all about the cameras, folks. Judge Barrett was accused today of being someone that would legislate from the bench on Obamacare, on the ACA. Guess what? Judge Barrett's made it clear over and over again today with all these misogynistic men, these sexist men on the Democratic Party that have been mansplaining to her and talking down to her, that she will decide cases based on what the law requires, not a desire to reach a particular policy outcome, which is what the left also cannot stand because they want her to make policy agreements if they're going to put her on the court. And she says that is not the job of the Senate. The job is to look at me and the job is to make sure that I do not give any pre-commitments that I keep and I am consistent with judicial independence, which is exactly what Ruth Bader Ginsburg also agreed that we needed to have on the court. Democrats still not letting up, trying to force Barrett to take a policy position on Obamacare. Over and over again today, Barrett established that when deciding cases, she will follow what the law requires that she will not legislate from the bench. But remember, they want to pack the court. They want activist judges. They want to be like Venezuela, where they got, what, 40-something people on the Supreme Court in Venezuela? Hey, we don't like the numbers. We don't like the majority on the court. No problem. Here's what we'll do. We'll just pack the court. Barrett said today, I totally reject and have rejected throughout my entire career the proposition that, as you say, the end justifies the means or that a judge should decide cases based on a desire to reach a certain outcome. They still continue to be sexist and misogynistic and talk down to her. Judge Baird said again when she was being ridiculed by another mansplaining sexist of the Democratic Party, quote, it is never appropriate for a judge to impose that judge's personal convictions 
whether they derive from faith or anything else on the law. Yet again, the mansplaining sexists and those that are uh, that are bigots, religious bigots of the Democratic Party continued after her, where she then responded again, saying, quote, I continue to stand and vehemently believe the core proposition that if there is ever a con- conflict between a judge's personal conviction and that judge's duty under the rule of law, it is never, ever permissible for that judge to follow their personal convictions in the decision of a case rather than what the law requires. Nevertheless, the religious bigots of the left continue to go after her time and time again, and they are still doing it right now. She was grilled on the Affordable Care Act. She was grilled on abortion. She was grilled on guns. She was grilled on Trump. I have not discussed how I would rule on any case with President Trump today, and they really hated it when she said that. And then they went after her again because why? She's a religious woman, and we hate people of religion in the Democratic Party. I'm going to play highlights of Amy Coney Barrett and one of her back and forth with Senator Amy Klobuchar, Democrat. She's a religious bigot who attacked Judge Barrett and sparred with her over Roe v. Wade. She got schooled by Judge Barrett, and I'm glad she did. I'm going to have that for you in just a moment. But before I get to that, I want to say thank you to our sponsor today, and that is the number one conservative organization in the country, AMAC. AMAC is an incredible organization that many of you have probably heard about. Well, I'm going to give you a free membership today, and the reason why is I want you to sign your name to the list of conservatives that are backing Judge Barrett. I want you to stand with Judge Barrett, and I want you to put pressure on those in Washington that are going to decide what happens moving forward with a Supreme Court nomination. If you're ready to get in the game, if you're ready to have your voice actually be heard, if you are ready to make sure that Judge Barrett gets on the Supreme Court, then you need to join the number one conservative organization in the country called AMAC. For one year, I will take care of your membership fee. How do you get it? Go to benfreeonline.com. That's www.benfreeonline.com. www.benfreeonline.com. Join the number one conservative organization in the country. You'll also get the free AMAC magazine for one year as well. Uh, You will absolutely love that. BenFreeOnline.com. That's BenFreeOnline.com. So we learned certainly something really important today, and that is that the left hate Judge Barrett because she's a woman. Uh, The amount of um, religious bigotry she was shown today was pure disgusting from the left, and they hate her. Amy Cody Barrett and Amy Klobuchar, you remember she ran for president. They decided to really get into it over Roe. And I want you to hear Klobuchar, Amy Klobuchar, trying to really, you know, undo this. I'm going to blow up your nomination in four minutes. It didn't work out too well for her. Judge Barrett absolutely destroyed her as she should. By, by the way, Cory Booker, you know, Spartacus, remember that guy? Yeah, he ran for president. Um Spartacus, he he was asking questions of Judge Barrett, and he decided to also mansplain to her, and he's a religious bigot. 
he was angry that she's Catholic and actually believes in Catholicism, not just like, oh, I'm a person of faith, which is all they need you to say to check that box if you're running for vice president or president, which is exactly what you get from Kamala Harris. A real person of religion, no, they're scary. They're a threat to our socialism. I'll have some of those highlights in a second. But first, listen to Senator Amy Klobuchar go after Judge Barrett. This is what she had to say just a little earlier. Heard V. Casey, the Supreme Court's controlling opinion, talked about the reliance interests on Roe v. Wade, which it treated in that case as super precedent. Is Roe a super precedent? How would you define super precedent? I, I, I actually, I might have thought someday I'd be sitting in that chair. I'm not. I'm up here, so I'm asking okay, you. Okay, well, people so. use super precedent differently. Okay. The way that it's used in the scholarship and the way that I was using it in the article that you're reading from was to define cases that are so well settled that no political actors and no people seriously push for their overruling. And I'm answering a lot of questions about Roe, which I think indicates that Roe doesn't fall in that category. And scholars across the spectrum say that doesn't mean that Roe should be overruled. But descriptively, it does mean that it's a case, not a case that everyone has accepted and doesn't call for its overruling. I don't okay, think so here's what's, here's what's interesting to me. You said that Brown is, and I know my time is running out, is a super precedent. That's something... Uh, the Supreme Court has not even said, but you have said that. So if you say that, why won't you say that about Roe v. Wade, a case that the court's controlling opinion in that Planned Parenthood v. Casey case has described as a super precedent? That's what I'm trying to figure out. Let me, let me be clear about what Senator Klobuchar is trying to do. She got notes from her staffers, okay? And they gave her notes that she's reading right now and these questions that she's reading right now. To try to smack and force Judge Barrett to say that Roe v. Wade uh, is settled law, right? That it has super precedent. And what you hear here is you hear Judge Barrett saying, that's not what legal scholars think and or believe. I'm not sure exactly where you're getting this from. And the proof of it is the fact that I'm getting so many questions today about Roe v. Wade. All the questions that I'm getting about Roe v. Wade should tell you that there is not super precedence here because when it's a case that deals with super precedence, you don't get asked all these questions and there's not all this volatility over a law. Now, the best part about this is, okay, the, the, the best part about what Senator Klobuchar did not understand while she was trying to go after Judge Barrett is, she, but, well, she didn't understand any of this. Her staff members gave her the questions, so she decided, okay, I'll just ask the questions. And I'm going to nail you, and I've got cliff notes of constitutional law on my side, and and you're and I, I'm a religious bigot towards you, Judge Barrett, and I'm going to nail you on Roe v. Wade because my staff figured out how to do it, and here are the questions they gave me. Listen to Judge Barrett dismantle her. Um, well, Senator, I can just give you the same answer that I just did. I'm using a term in that article that is from the scholarly literature, it's actually one that was developed by scholars who are, you know, certainly not conservative scholars who take a more progressive approach to the Constitution. And again, you know, as, as Richard Fallon from Harvard said, Roe is not a super precedent because calls for its overruling have never ceased, but that doesn't mean that Roe should be overruled. It just means that it doesn't fall on the small handful of cases like Marbury versus Madison and Brown versus the board that no one questions anymore. 
Is United States for Virginia military, is that super president? Senator Klobuchar, if you continue to ask questions about super presidents that aren't on the list of the super presidents that I discussed in the article that are well acknowledged in the constitutional law literature, every time you ask the question, I will have to say that I can't grade it. Okay. Um, this guy, <laughs> our president, he is the one that decided to plop a Supreme Court nomination in the middle of an election when people's health care is on the line with a case before the court on November 10th. So let's see what he said about the Supreme Court. Well, one of President Trump's campaign promises in 2015 was that his judicial appointment will do the right thing. By, by the way, I, I love what they're doing right now. The people that hate Donald Trump's tweets are now blowing up Donald Trump's tweets and putting them on a whiteboard. You heard that awkward pause there. It's because... Senator Klobuchar just got schooled on on super precedent because she doesn't know jack crap about the law because she's going off her cliff notes and she's nothing more than a religious bigot that thinks because she's a woman she can talk down to another woman. And she puts up this tweet of Donald Trump. A tweet that says, if I win the presidency, my judicial appointments will do the right thing, unlike Bush's appointee, John Roberts, on Obamacare. By the way, the president of the United States of America is allowed to put out political tweets because he's a politician. He's the president of the United States of America. This isn't against the law. But don't worry. Amy Klobuchar acts like it is against the law. I'm going to let you hear what she had to say as she put this tweet up. But I want to put it in context for you. Notice how Senator Amy Klobuchar refers to that guy as as she puts up this tweet of the president as instead of like the president like that guy you want to know how angry they are that they're having to deal with judge barrett they're the, the, the how little respect they have for the president how little respect they have for the constitution how little respect they have for people of faith and religion i mean these are religious bigots of the democratic party but listen to the sly little just childish remark i mean this is supposed to be a serious hearing a serious hearing for someone that's on the Supreme Court of the United States of America, and they're badgering her, mansplaining to her, and, and, they're, and they're being religious bigots to her, and then they take cheap shots at Donald Trump while in the process of doing all of this. Listen, it's a very, very sly remark. You're about to hear Senator Klobuchar refer to this guy when they put up the tweet behind her. Um, this guy. Our president, he is the one that decided to plop a Supreme Court nomination in the middle of an election. By the, by the way, that's also when a lie. People... Let's, let's be very clear about this. The president of the United States of America did not decide to plot, plop a Supreme Court nomination in the middle of an election. Uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg decided to die during the middle of a presidential election. And the Constitution says the president has a job to fill that seat. He's just following the Constitution. And, and, and if Klobuchar wants to be angry... Should be ang- they should be angry at, at Ruth Bader Ginsburg for not stepping down and rolling the dice when they had eight years she could have retired under Obama, and we wouldn't even be having this conversation right now. Amy Comey Barrett would just be sitting on the Seventh Circuit Court right now, and no one would be worried about her on the left. You guys wouldn't be religious bigots towards her right now. If you guys want to be mad at somebody, you should be mad at Ruth Bader Ginsburg for putting herself ab- above Y'all's beliefs. The president did not put you in the middle of this. I'll say it again. The president did not put you in the middle of this. 
You guys did. Ruth Bader Ginsburg did. The president just doing what the Constitution says to do. Health care is on the line with a case before the court on November 10th. So let's see what he said about the Supreme Court. Well, one of President Trump's campaign promises in 2015 was that his judicial appointment will do the right thing on Obamacare. You can see it right here. And in fact, Judge, just one day after you were nominated, this is like a few weeks ago, he said also on Twitter that it would be a big win if the Supreme Court strikes down the health law. So, Judge, my first question, do you think we should take the president at his word when he says his nominee will do the right thing and overturn the Affordable Care Act? Senator Klobuchar, um, I can't really speak to what the president has said on Twitter. Um, He hasn't said any of that to me. And what I can tell you, um, as I have told your colleagues earlier today, is that no one has elicited from me any commitment in a case or even brought up a commitment in the case. I am 100 percent committed to judicial independence from political pressure. So whatever people's, you know, party platforms may be or campaign promises may be, the reason why judges have life tenure is to insulate them from those pressures. So I take my oath seriously to follow the law. And, you know, I I have not pre-committed, nor would I pre-commit to decide a case any particular way. They hate her because she's so good at explaining this stuff. You listen to the way that she just did that. You, you, You listen to the way that she just did that. And they can't stand her. Judge Barrett also got into it with Dianne Feinstein, another religious bigot of the left who's attacking her for being a woman that has too many kids and is actually believing in God. Again, this is the second day of the Supreme Court justice nomination. You know, Brett Kavanaugh, they, they, they try to turn him into a child rapist, like an actual child that rapes people. That's what they tried to do, turn him into a child, some sort of organizer of gang rapes as a minor. Can't do that with Judge Barrett. Because she's a woman, but we can turn her into a religious bigot. We can turn her into a crazy Christian, I should say, showing their religious bigotry towards Christians. And instead of asking her questions, most of the day has been about lecturing her. Diaz, I want to get the Barrett to Feinstein audio ready. It's It's about four minutes long, and it's brilliant. When... Judge Barrett was asked about Roe v. Wade by the Senate Judiciary Committee ranking member Diane Feinstein. She said, quote, I have a view whether I love or hate it. One reason why I may be comforting to you to have an answer is also why I can't pre-commit to approaching a case in any particular way. Well, Diane Feinstein wants you to bow to her, not to your beliefs, and wants to you to pre-commit how you'll rule on Roe v. Wade, which is, by the way, exactly what you're not supposed to ask of people going to the Supreme Court if you are an elected official. I want you to hear this back and forth. This is another woman attacking another woman because this woman is not the feminist they want. This is an actual woman that has morals. This is an actual woman who believes in family. This is an actual woman who believes she's not God and believes in a God. 
And this is how they treated her. Take a listen. A question that the chairman touched on. And it's of a great it's of great importance, I think, because it goes to a woman's fundamental right to make the most personal decisions about their own body. And as a college student in the 1950s, I saw what happened to young women who became pregnant at a time when abortion was not legal in this country. I went to Stanford. Um, I saw the trips to Mexico. Uh, I saw young women uh, try to hurt themselves, and it was really deeply, deeply concerning. During her confirmation hearing before this committee in 1993, Ruth Bader Ginsburg was asked several questions about her views on whether the Constitution protects a woman's right to abortion. She unequivocally confirmed her view that the Constitution protects a woman's right to abortion. And she explained it like this, and I quote, The decision whether or not to bear a child is central to a woman's life, to her well-being and dignity. It's a decision she must make for herself. When government controls that decision for her, she is being treated as less than a fully adult human responsible for her own choice. End quote. At one point, our former colleague, Orrin Hatch, then the ranking member of this committee, commended her for her being, quote, very forthright in talking about that, end quote. So I hope, and you have been thus far, uh, be equally forthright with your answers. In Planned Parenthood of Southeastern Pennsylvania versus Casey, Justice Scalia, as was said uh, earlier, joined the dissent, which took the position, and I quote, we believe that Roe was wrongly decided and that it can and should be overruled, consistent with our traditional approach to stare decisis in constitutional cases. Do you agree with Justice Scalia's view that Roe was wrongly decided? So, Senator, I do want to be forthright and answer every question so far as I can. I think on that question, I, you know, I'm going to invoke Justice Kagan's description, which I think is um, perfectly put. When she was in her confirmation hearing, she said that she was not going to grade precedent or give it a thumbs up or a thumbs down. And I think in an area where precedent continues to be pressed and litigated, as is true of Casey, it would be particularly, um, it would actually be wrong and a violation of the canons for me to do that as a sitting judge. Um, so if, if I express a view on a precedent one way or another, whether I say I love it or I hate it, it signals to litigants that I might tilt one way or another in a pending case. So Stop it right on there. something. You just had a judge with no notes, by the way. She's now the famous woman that has no notes. She's doing all this just from her brain because she's this woman's brilliant. She used Elena Kagan's response as her response. If Elena Kagan's response was good enough for the Democrats, you would think right there they would stop badgering her, right? Okay, well, we, we respect the fact that you have the same viewpoint as Elena Kagan, right? That's what you would assume. That's what you would think. That's what you would that's what you would guess, right? That that's how it would go down. Oh, oh no. Diane Feinstein was not done with her. 
That wasn't good enough because Elena Kagan got a free pass because she's a liberal judge. She doesn't believe in, in God the way you do, woman. She's not a devout Catholic, and, 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 and I'm a religious bigot towards people like you, so I'm going to keep coming after you because your answer, you don't get to give me the same answer that I accepted from Elena Kagan when she was being confirmed that I had no problem with because I don't like you because you're a woman of faith, and I'm a religious bigot. I'm Diane Feinstein. I'm a religious bigot. Listen to the follow-up from Diane Feinstein. Hit play. Oh, on something that is really a major cause with major effect on over half of the population of this country who are women, after all, it's it's distressing not to get a straight answer. So let me try again. Do you agree with Justice Scalia's view that Roe was wrongly decided? Senator, I completely understand why you are asking the question. But again, I can't pre-commit or say, yes, I'm going in with some agenda because I'm not. I don't have any agenda. I have no agenda to try to overrule Casey. Um, I have an agenda to stick to the rule of law and decide cases as they come. This woman understands law maybe better than any other Supreme Court justice I've seen go through these hearings. And they hate her for it. And they can't stand that she's using their own nominees to defend her logic behind this. They cannot stand it. They hate it. They are going to keep treating her like she's a fanatical Christian. Remember that come election day. They are going to keep coming after her like she's a threat to you because she believes in God. Remember, this is now the Democratic Party. This is how they treat people that go to church. This is how they treat people that believe in a higher God. They become, they're showing who they are. They hate people of faith. They hate Christians. They hate us. And they're doing it today, day two, with this Supreme Court nominee, Barrett. And I'll leave it at that. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get ready for Smart Money Happy Hour. Pull up a chair. It's the happy hour you wish your friends were having. Mix two money experts with some hot takes and a splash of nostalgia, and you get me, George Camel. And me, Rachel Cruz, talking unfiltered about what's going on in the world, pop culture, and how to afford a life you love. We're talking money, celebrity budgets, and my budget for my two French Bulldogs. It's a lot. <laughs> You'll hear it all on Smart Money Happy Hour. Listen on the iHeart app or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening.